0: So America is no longer a free country. It is not. No way. Say the wrong thing. Something so outrageous like all lives matter instead of black lives matter. And maybe the wrong boss hears that or the wrong colleague or just somebody checking out your social media page. And you could lose everything. Your livelihood because you are not going along with some socialist, anti-family, anti-God agenda. You can lose everything. This is not a free country, everybody. Law and order has been obliterated. Our culture disintegrated. Our customs gone. We're in big, big trouble. And I have never seen anything like this. I've seen a lot of things. I've been to war. But I haven't seen anything like what unfolded the other day in Oakland, California. This should. This is a national crisis, catastrophe. No one really is even vaguely aware of it. It starts like this. Okay, donuts in the street. I've seen it. I've seen that. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of the catastrophe, but it is dangerous, don't you think? And don't you think the neighbors might have something to say about such a dangerous display? Well, one did. And something really, really bad happened to him. Now, I'm sorry, I've got to give you the warning. This is very graphic. It is tough to watch. Uh, this one individual, he's wearing a black T-shirt in the middle of it all. And watch what happens to him when he raises an objection. <laughs> The number of people involved, and it continues. It goes on like this, and he's begging for mercy. They're having fun, they're enjoying it. This man, he's on the verge of death.
1: You got knocked off. Go.
0: Yeah, and the cameras keep rolling. Not only this camera, about 18 other ones, just taking it all in, enjoying it. Now, at one point, I think someone's going to help him. He's wearing a red tracksuit. For a split second, I think finally, this man's being helped. <laughs> No, he's not helping that guy. He's just making sure the Home Depot bucket is around his head. And yet another, can there be any more disrespect to this human being? Now, this is worse than third world country stuff. This is third world country in the middle of a coup. This is a total and complete breakdown of civil society. And nobody seems to care. Now, I am wondering, is there a racial component to all of this? Because the victim appears to be white and the assailants appear to be black. Now, could that be a factor? Maybe. Would it be a factor? Say if the person in the middle, uh, the person receiving the beating was black and everybody else was white, this country would be on fire right now. Fascinating in a way because um, this is an inconvenient truth, if you will. Right now in America, black on white crime is 42.3 times more likely than white on black crime all right i mean think about that for a moment anyway no matter what the color of the skin is anybody who is the victim of a crime is having their rights violated right and we have we have rights in this country we have rights don't we constitutional guarantees of freedom we really don't you know covid may be over but the The fiasco and the insult of the COVID-19 vaccine being coerced, forced upon us. So many, so many. And who was leading the way? Yeah, Mr. Health himself, Joe Biden. The so-called leader of the country who was in obvious physical and mental decline telling everybody else to get the vaccine. Remember their bullying? How nasty it was? If we possibly, uh, our doctor gave us different advice, what were we in for?
2: Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly,
1: we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated.
2: No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Who will not get the shot? Shame on you!
0: No mask. Get out! mask oh. master, get off. <laughs> and it wasn't just viral videos. People lost jobs. People lost their livelihoods, money, their fortune, their savings. And America goes on not free, and also not even decent. Rachel Levine, this excuse me creature, at the Department of Health and Human Services has a lot of power right now. Transgender, right? A transgender individual has access to our children. Do you know that May, for some reason, is National Adolescent Health Month? Sounds somewhat wholesome, I guess, but it isn't. It isn't at all. Go to the website. What does National Adolescent Health Month mean? What do they dwell on? Adolescent health involves many aspects of health and well-being, including Sexual and reproductive health, sexual health, sexual adolescence. All right. Forget about reproductive condoms and all that stuff. We've had that debate. That debate continues. What is sexual health and what does it have to do with children? Children ages 10 to 19. You know what it has to do with that gender affirmation stuff or as President Trump calls it, this transgender mess. Yes, Rachel Levine in charge of health care for children in America. And look at how open and candid this individual is. I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones
2: that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision
0: on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. All right. Dr. Levine thinks that children should be able to take puberty blockers without the permission of their parents. That's not nuanced. That's not complex. That is evil. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the Constitution of the United States. This is such a violation. Can you imagine what our founding fathers would have thought about this and everything else that's that's going on? When did you grow up? I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. I love this country. In in 1976, we all went to the big parade for the Bicentennial. I love going to Philadelphia and learning about our founding fathers, about our country, warts and all, actually going up and touching the Liberty Bell itself. You are allowed to do that. And yes, our founding fathers, how smart they were, how incredible they were, how lucky we were. And yeah, some of them owned slaves. And that was, I remember learning that in first grade and like, wow, Really? Wow, that's 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 weird, but we got over that. We had a war, and we're not committing that sin anymore, right, right? No, we're gonna be hung up on it forever. Meanwhile, society is just gonna degrade, and people can do donuts in the middle of the street till their heart's content. Is this in the Constitution? I don't think so, I don't think so. How familiar are you, by the way, with the Constitution? How familiar am I? You know, as the big tech companies take over everything, they control the books now. They control the data. Can we trust them with the Constitution? Who's going to keep an eye on the Constitution? I'm serious. Do you know the Constitution? What do you know better, football or the Constitution? Most of my friends can name every football team in the NFL, and they can't name three of our rights in the Constitution, three amendments. I can name two the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. And the Fifth Amendment, okay? The rest, uh, I need some work. I'm going to show you how we can all tackle them and know them cold by the end of the show. I'd like to see in the Constitution, oh, by the way, where it says that Fox News calls the election at 3.30 in the afternoon on Election Day. (laughs) What was up with that? Where in the Constitution does it say that? It doesn't, of course. But some billionaire got on the phone and said, let's wrap this up. Now, it doesn't work that way. You know how it does work? Under the Constitution and under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, you're allowed on January 6th to get up and say, I object.
3: I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona.
2: Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator?
3: Yes, it is.
4: It is.
0: Uh, wow, that's legal. And it's constitutional. Let's go to the Constitution. Can we please for a moment? This is where the election is settled. Not uh, not at the Fox Newsroom, okay? Under the 12th Amendment, the president of the Senate shall open all the certificates and the votes shall then be counted. Hmm. Uh, the person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. Seems cut and dried. Hmm. It's actually not. And when you factor in the Electoral Count Act of 1887, it's open to interpretation. The vice president may have a greater role here. Now, who remembers Judge Ludig? This guy totally hates Trump and totally hates Trump's supporters. He said it out loud. Somehow, forget the Supreme Court, we were supposed to go with this broken-down, Trump-hating, MAGA-hating guy who had an opinion. And he even, even he had to come clean and say, you know what? We weren't wrong on January 6th. Judge Ludig, at the risk of oversimplifying for the non-lawyers who are watching, is it fair to say that the 12th Amendment basically says two things happen? The vice president opens the the certificates and the electoral votes are counted. Is it that straightforward? I would not want that to be my testimony before the Congress of the United States.
3: The language of the 12th Amendment is that simple.
0: Yeah, because it's open to interpretation. Good people can have diametrically opposed views about what the Constitution says, about what it means. That's why we have a Supreme Court. You notice we have five to four decisions all the time. People who went to the best schools in the country disagree about what is, is, and little words and clauses. It happens all the time. Yet now there's only one way to interpret the 12th Amendment, only one way to interpret uh, the Electoral Count Act of 1887, or of course not. It's just because... It's just because they wanted to undo MAGA, okay? All right, not a free country. And if this country were on the up and up, you think Joe Biden right now could seriously be running for re-election with the mess we're in? But it's actually happening, and this is his first campaign
3: commercial. When he came to office, the pandemic was raging. The economy was reeling. and American democracy was under attack. Then Joe Biden went to work.
2: He brought stability to the country. Got the economy moving again. Defended our democracy.
0: Defended our democracy. More exploitation of January 6th. Look at that. In the campaign commercial, right off the bat, the more they talk about January 6th, the more I am convinced that this was an elaborate false flag operation to tarnish MAGA and to undermine our genuine concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. And oh, by the way, never forget the weird stuff of January 6th, and one day we'll get the answers. Number one, who was that cop aggressively waving everybody inside? Step right up, step right up to the Capitol. Number two, why did those police officers just stand there and let everybody come inside? Welcome to the Capitol. Rotunda's right that way. And three, why did those police officers just walk away walk off their post at the moment of truth? Did they know that Ashley Babbitt was about to be killed? There they go, da-dup da-dup, 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 and all hell breaks loose. And how about this? Did you know that there may have been FBI informants or even agents inside the Capitol before the protesters got there or were allowed in? It's fascinating that FBI Director Ray won't deny it. Because he can't. Have you seen this?
3: Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened?
0: Again, I had to be very careful. It should what be I a
3: can no. Say. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen, time has expired. You should
0: not read anything into my... Decision uh, not to share information. Human time has expired.: So what I read into that is that there were uh, confidential human FBI sources dressed as Trump supporters staged inside the Capitol. Look at him. Look at those eyes. And look at his mouth, oh, by the way. this guy is mad and nervous. He can't can't believe he's being called out on national television. He can't answer that question? Why not? Why in the world not? Not a free country. So the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights, do you know them by heart? I don't. I told you, I know the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and the Fifth Amendment. People know football. (laughs) Football better than the Bill of Rights. All right. By the end of this show, I will know all 10. All right? I will know all 10. and I'll show you how you can memorize all of them as well. It's important because they're going to try to take them away from us. I'll be right back. All right. So George Floyd has been dead for almost three years, and uh, I wish he were still alive. Yeah. I also wish that he had not uh, been involved in that home invasion and that he didn't hold a knife to that pregnant woman, that he did not commit all the crimes, that he did not take all the drugs that he did. I wish none of this happened, and I wish uh, he had not been arrested that day and that this had not happened to him, all right? And Chauvin, well, more on what he did and the rules that say he could do what he did, which is totally crazy in my book, but in the Minneapolis Police Department's handbook, apparently they say you can do this? That's pretty crazy. Look, the reporting on... George Floyd has been completely irresponsible, a total overreaction. And did you know that four people were involved, right? Okay, four officers were involved, but you don't hear much of the other three for some reason. Now, uh, today we have it that uh, Tu Tao, one of the officers, the one who was actually kind of engaged in crowd control, uh, was convicted on state charges, uh, state charges, convicted to aiding and abetting manslaughter, faces a potential sentence of 41 to 57 months. He's already in prison serving three and a half years on federal charges. So Chauvin was the primary guy, right? You never heard about the other three defendants, very, very little. And there were three other defendants for a total of four. And if you notice something, two of the four people of color, one black, one Asian. Now, why didn't the media talk much about that? Well, it would have undermined the whole white supremacy narrative of, well, everything. By the way, here's uh, Officer Keong uh, in the immediate aftermath going food shopping. What? What's your name? Oh, yeah, that's me.
4: It is you. Mm -hmm. So you're out of prison and you're comfortably shopping in Cup Foods as if you didn't do anything.
0: I'm mad. I wouldn't call it comfortably. I'd just say getting necessities. Kind of wild, right? I mean, he's one of the guys. He was holding uh, the individual down. Some might say showing mercy, actually. We'll get to that in a moment. But so much of this case has not been accurately or honestly reported because the media, well, too busy throwing gasoline on the fire.
3: As we come on the air this morning, America is emerging from a night unlike any in decades. The bottom line is after 8 minutes and 46 seconds, America was changed.
2: We saw what happened to George Floyd. America saw it. The world saw it. The video of a Minneapolis police officer with his knee on Floyd's neck shocked the nation. Prompting calls for action on police brutality and systemic racism.
3: This is really a place where people come hoping for change, begging for change, demanding change. And right here is where George Floyd took his last breath. All
0: right. Um, Notice that context, perspective, any information that does not inflame the situation is omitted. And what might have mitigated somewhat... The whole tenor of the moment, the autopsy, the initial autopsy. Let's go through it. No physical findings that support diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. No findings of that. They couldn't find physical. That's huge. And it's brushed aside because, well, it doesn't feed the narrative. What else here? Mr. Floyd had underlying health conditions, including coronary heart disease. The combined effects of any potential intoxicants in his system likely contributed to his death. And he had a lot of fentanyl in his system and other drugs. These are, this is relevant. This is relevant. And here's something else. The use of force policy in Minneapolis actually authorized, and I can't believe this to this day, For non-deadly force as an option defined as compressing one or both sides of a person's neck with an arm or leg. It's actually in the Minneapolis handbook. Yet that kind of complicates the situation. That adds nuance and no one these days is interested in nuance. They just want to. Well, George Floyd is an icon. Let's get those statues set up right away and let's have a funeral fit for a king. A complete And total insane overreaction and also a misreaction what about all the information what about all the information we just talked about what the American public couldn't handle that would you be accused of being a racist for saying wait a second uh sorry but it says this and there were right no it's almost like the media they're cartoon writers right it's got to fit in a silly little cartoon box Uh, for them to have their story and move on to the next one. What did Rush call it? The drive-by media, the absolute worst. I'll be right back.
2: it's carson you know uh, there's a stage in your life you have to worry about self-preservation and you know what you got to start taking care of your liver now why because the latest data from the american heart association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without the american liver foundation says that 100 million americans have fatty liver which means many are at risk we throw everything in our livers alcohol toxins, statins cigarettes whatever that's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula, all-natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com/newsmax. GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's GetLiverHelp.com
0: slash Newsmax. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left but there are some and that's enough as long as you can hear the words there is hope he's talking about news max i know he is i actually proved it last week we'll get to that in a moment but uh look the media world is still in shock and a good chunk of the audience as well i mean this was the most watched show in cable news tucker carlson great guy hey have you seen uh it looks like somebody is leaking videos of well, Tucker, you know, in between commercial breaks, and let me tell you, it's not pretty. I'm not talking about Tucker. Uh, look, when you when you're when you're on TV, you say things. When you're not on TV, yet somebody's recording it. And it can be kind of thorny. Are they trying to embarrass Tucker Carlson right now? And What's going on overall? We're joined now by Chrissy Clark with The Daily Caller. She's a reporter there. She has a reaction with Chrissy Clark. Great video series. Also, Steve Krakauer from The Fourth Watch. He's an author, media critic. His new book, uh, Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. And oh, by the way, a frequent guest on... The Tucker Carlson Show. There he is, comes on Newsmax quite a bit. Hey, Steve, first to you. Um, your overall reaction, what's going on right now, and uh, have you heard from Tucker?
3: Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I've been. Uh, I, I think he's under contract still. So the, the idea that of certainly speaking publicly is, is out the window. It's 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 got to all be worked out by the lawyers at this point. Oh, this it, it is a seismic uh, moment in the, in cable news and really the, the entire media landscape. This was, as you mentioned, the number one cable news show and arguably the most powerful force in the media. In a snap, fired. Uh, the reports are it was preparing for his show last Monday night and uh, was fired that morning. And so, so it's, it's still, it's it, these leaked videos that are coming out, we still have not gotten any real clear evidence or clear indication of what actually was behind it. And the more time that goes by, the more it seems like maybe it was some sort of petty, almost incomprehensible thing that caused this to to happen because otherwise it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, the majority leader of the United States Senate was yelling and screaming about Tucker Carlson in March, kind of demanding his resignation. We'll play that in a second. First, Chrissy, what are your thoughts, please? Actually, if you don't mind, Chrissy, stick around. Let's hear from Chuck Schumer first. All right. Go ahead with that. All right. Democrats, Republicans, independents need to take a stand and call out Mr. Carlson's conduct for what it is, a dangerous unforgivable attempt to destabilize our democracy and rewrite the history of the worst attack on our constitution since the civil war. I mean, Chrissy, anybody talking about that anybody would be on thin ice if the majority leader of the U.S. Senate talks like that. What do you think?
1: I think if you stitched that video of Chuck Schumer side by side with a video of Chuck Schumer saying that Brett Kavanaugh needs to be careful because his life could be in danger because, I don't know, Chuck Schumer and his little army are going to come for you, that was more of an incitement to violence than what what, anything that Tucker did on his show. Yet Chuck Schumer can get away with it because he has a D conveniently located at the end of his name.
0: I agree, but the thing is, Chuck Schumer probably didn't just leave it on the Senate floor. He calls up Rupert Murdoch and say, you got to do something about this guy. Um, So who knows? Hey, let me ask you guys both this. How's the new guy doing, Lawrence Jones? Uh, He's going to be the interim anchor, maybe the permanent anchor. Let's take a look at him. Um, Now, I will point this out. He's young. He's 30. And he's only been at Fox for five years. And he's only been doing it for a couple of days. So, Steve, any reaction or is it too early? And is it unfair to give a critique at this point?
3: I think it's tough. Look, I, I, in many ways, Lawrence, the only thing he can do at this point is is go up because the ratings last week when Brian Kilmeade was there, again, no shot at Brian Kilmeade, but the the the, the shock of Tucker being gone, the ratings were terrible. They've seen a slight bump up, as we've seen from Monday's ratings. So I don't know. You know, I, I know Lawrence. He's a good guy. He's super talented. But as you mentioned, he's young. I, I don't think he's the permanent host, at least not yet. I think we're going to see this rotation another at least a few more weeks, maybe months, there's no real clear plan, I don't think, at this point.
0: Now, what about this? Overall, look, uh, Chrissy, they seem really spooked about Donald Trump. They're very pro-DeSantis. You know, we know the billionaires, Murdoch, they, they have their little agendas, and, and they call Suzanne Scott, whoever, and say, make this happen. Um, so a billionaire is behind all this, and they're confident. I mean, it may look like it's a crisis, but as long as a billionaire is happy, everybody over there keeps their job?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you're Tucker Carlson, I mean, I think this is why a lot of people, myself included, considered Fox News to be corporate media, because a lot of the times they seem to be run just like the elitist run. I mean, we had the White House Correspondents' Dinner over the weekend, and we saw that there were Fox News hosts again and again, you know, touching butts with everybody over at MSNBC and CNN. I think they're all one and the same when it comes to corporate media, and it's why there should be independent media. And, you know, Steve is a, a host on a gr- or helps with a great show, the Megyn Kelly Show. We have Newsmax. There are so many alternatives that to sniff butts with people at, New, or at Fox News for the sake of doing it just kind of boggles my mind in 2023.
0: Speaking of the White House Correspondents' Dinner, for some weird reason, Arnold Schwarzenegger made a cameo and he said something I thought thought provoking uh, and not in a good way for Arnold. Take a look.
2: And tonight's event, of course, sends a powerful message that you don't see politicians moozing and drinking with the press in Beijing or in Moscow and places like that. No, not at all. Here we're having a good time.
0: Uh, <laughs> Steve schmoozing and drinking. The reporter schmoozing and drinking with the people they cover as if that's a, a good thing. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, like you say in your book, how no. they got cozy with power. And when you get cozy with power, what happens next?
3: This is, this is, it it is the single most embarrassing night of the year. Uh, consistently, and it, it's it's notable that Donald Trump was uh, never attended the White House Correspondents' Dinner. People made a big thing. Oh, he's against the press. Well, yeah, they shouldn't be cozying up with power, no matter who's in the White House. They should have that. That they should be in the check on power. That that's their job. It's it is so embarrassing. And the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to act like this is some sort of good thing. No, we we should be we should be embarrassed as as a profession that 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 Joe Biden stands up there, makes jokes about the fact that he never answers any questions from the media, and the media just laughs and giggles and has another drink with them. It's, it's completely ridiculous.
0: And they say, like, oh, we're speaking truth of power and holding them accountable. They're not. They're not even asking about the laptop. Hey, you mentioned corporate media, Chrissy. Take a look at this. I'm quite proud of this. When Tucker ran, you know, the footage from January 6th that he got from Speaker McCarthy, like the Horns mm-hmm. guy being escorted around by uh, Capitol Police, well, guess who reported it? Seven times, uh, seven times more coverage than all of Fox Right here, Newsmax, and this show in particular, Greg Kelly Reports, provided the most promotion of any program with more than 37 minutes of coverage, a total exceeding what all of Carlson's Fox colleagues provided combined. I got to tell you, I'm very proud of that. Just final thing, Chrissy, why would they not give more attention to what I think was like the biggest story in 20 years, that the whole damned January 6th may have been an inside job? Real quick, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, it's just it, I think it's crazy that Fox was not doing enough to promote its own talent and its own talents, exclusive stories that shouldn't have just been run on Fox News, but Fox News Digital on their editorial side as well. And the fact that they didn't kind of gives us an insight into that. The fact that this Tucker Carlson firing might have been some time in the making.
0: Chrissy, thank you. And Steve Krakauer, thank you. And the book Daily Caller's yeah. great. And your book, uh, let's go ahead and put it up on the screen, Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy With Power. Abandoned his principles and lost the people big time. Thank you both, and we'll be right back.
2: And uh, I could not afford the child care. It made me realize how difficult it is for uh, for the vast majority of people who uh, who need help. I was lucky. I had a mother who's nearby. A sister who's my best friend. who Quit her job temporarily, moved in with her husband to help me raise my kids. But most people don't have that option. So I've uh, I've been uh, conscious of the concern and the lack of access for, and the lack of financial ability to have child care for a long time.
0: Wow. Joe Biden trying to show that famous empathy. But it's fake empathy. If he had empathy, he'd be supporting his own grandchild that he is ignoring pretending doesn't even exist goes unacknowledged Joe Biden knows what it's like to be a single parent well you know who else does uh, London London Roberts that's the woman that well Hunter Biden had a relationship with it was brief and now she's got to go to court to get enough money in child support from Hunter Biden who's a deadbeat dad and quite frankly Joe was a deadbeat granddad sorry but it's true Barbara Samuels joins us. She's uh, an advocate with Americans for Freedom of Religion. They do such important work. They really have pointed out how much Donald Trump did for religious freedom and how little other presidents have over the years. Barbara Samuels, welcome back. You noticed the hypocrisy right off the bat with uh, with this whole matter. Tell us a little bit about where you're coming from, please.
4: Okay, where I'm coming from with the hypocrisy with the Bidens and their granddaughter is this child is a gift from God. And if you are a Christian, certainly if you are a Catholic, you acknowledge that, that there is no greater gift from God than for you to be entrusted with the soul and life of a young child. And if this child is your grandchild, what a special relationship there is between grandparents and their grandchildren. So how Can the president of the United States turn his back and ignore this child? How can he not acknowledge the child? How can the Bidens object to this child having the name of the man who is the father of the child? Whatever that relationship may be between that child and Hunter Biden for the rest of the child's life, it is important to a child to have the name of their father. It is unconscionable to deny that to a child. And And then worse yet-
0: I'm sorry, worse worse yet. yet. I think you you mentioned, you've been blogging perhaps, but London Roberts, the mother, has been disrespected and maligned. And you know a few things about her that the rest of us don't. Even the media is just saying, ah, she's a stripper, ah, she's a dancer, pole dancer, whatever. Tell us a little bit about the mother here, London Roberts.
4: When I would hear every time they mentioned the mother, the word stripper goes with it. And what a demeaning attempt every time to label this woman and to make her less than worthy. Meanwhile, she she has kept most of her life private. You can't find, or at least I couldn't find that much online, but I could find that she was a good student in high school. In high school, she was an excellent athlete in baseball and in basketball. She played basketball in college. She graduated from college and she was working on a master's degree, also working for the FBI at the time apparently that she met Hunter Biden. So this is a woman of, for one thing, some class that she is not spreading her situation over the media to make money for herself the way she could. And she's a woman of accomplishment. She does not deserve to be maligned and belittled. After all, Doesn't this administration support single mothers? Doesn't it support all children? And also, by the way, it supports sexual behavior of every kind for any reason whatsoever, but not when it comes to their own grandchild.
0: You know, it reminds me a little bit of... uh... Democrats going after the women who were accusing Bill Clinton. If you remember that, a lot of liberals came out against, uh, against those women very, very strongly. Uh, you know, the media and maybe even Joe Biden himself, they really like to remind us about how religious he is. Uh, go ahead with that, please.
3: I will just take the opportunity to remind all of you that he is a devout Catholic and somebody who attends church regularly.
2: I'm a Christian. A lot of people are Christians. Uh, Joe Biden's a Christian, but he also recognizes the dignity of all human beings.
3: Joe Biden is a Catholic, a devout Catholic. He's talked publicly, repeatedly, about how his Catholic faith has helped him.
4: He is, he is a devout Catholic. And um, I, I remember talking to one of his staffers, saying to me, you know, even when we travel abroad, we have to find somebody or somewhere he can he can go to church on Sunday.
0: Uh, I don't know what they mean by devout. Uh, My experience for a devout Catholic, he never really talks about the gifts that go along with Christianity and the duties. Uh, I only have 10 more seconds, Barbara. Thank you so much. Final thoughts.
4: They talk about him being a devout Catholic. A devout Catholic will not enable abortion in every way, in every instance they can. It is not what a person says. It is what they do by which they must be judged and by which God will judge each of us.
0: There's redemption available if Joe Biden really wants to come clean. I do believe, uh, but he's uh, he's uh, he's one lost soul right now, and that goes for Hunter as well. I hope they I hope they get right with themselves, with God. Barbara Samuels, thank you very much from the Americans for Freedom of Religion, and the website is uh, forgive me, I used to have it right. What is the website, if you don't
4: mind?
0: A F F O R dot Barbara Samuels, thank you so much. I'll be right back.
4: The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just. It. It hurt. It just. What. It just.
3: You know. But I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual.
4: most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm.
3: Let's take a short break. Think of
4: the fantasies. Mm.
3: We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side.
0: You're fascinating to talk to. That is very kooky and strange uh, E. Jean Carroll, who was accusing, I believe falsely, President Trump of assaulting her sexually in 1995 or 1996. She doesn't know the year. Uh, ludicrously, this case is actually going forward. This lawsuit is going forward in court. She was on the stand today, cross-examined by President Trump's lawyer, Joe tuckapina tuckapina are you making up your accusa- accusation based on what happened in a popular TV show? No, she says. Hmm, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, let's see what's next here. Uh, the law and order writers are very good at ke- keying into the psyche of their viewers. That was amazing to me. What do you mean? Amazing coincidence. Astonishing. All right. So the whole thing is um, in that show and the Bergdorf Goodman department store, a woman is sexually assaulted in the dressing room. And we think that's where she got the idea in this crazy story of hers. Here's a portion of that show.
1: Did anyone want to role play a rape with you in a public place?
0: Yes, there was one, a bit plain, and it was not her fantasy. It was mine. Okay.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, ah, role play took place in uh, the dressing room of Bergdorf's. Uh, While well, she was trying on lingerie, I would burst in. Hold on. Uh, Man. I,
2: uh-huh.
0: Aye, aye, aye. It's in a TV show. She is so making this up. Bergdorf Goodman Number one, nobody can imagine Donald Trump going shopping, all right, to buy a gift for. Look, he's got people to do that, all right? He's not going to browse around the store. Uh, Bergdorf Goodman is one of the most visible public places in all of New York. It's just totally, totally incredible. And this accuser has a has a wing girl, a woman named Jessica, who says she was assaulted by President Trump in 1970. Nine on a plane. That is 44 years ago. How do you defend against yourself? It's... How do you defend yourself? This is crazy stuff, but they're actually hearing it. It's nerve-wracking. It's, it's not fun.
3: It's not fun. And I hope I never have to tell this story again.
0: Uh, here she is telling this story uh, back in 2016. There was a point where everybody was just coming forward. No matter how outlandish your story, you could get on TV and say it as long as it was harmful, potentially, to Donald Trump.
4: Somehow or another, the armrest in in the seat disappeared. And it was a real shock when all of a sudden his hands were all over me. He started encroaching on my space. And I hesitate to use this expression, but I'm going to. And that is, he was like an octopus. It was like he had six arms. He was all over the place.
0: On a plane? What? First she says, encroaching on my space, which sounds like fighting for the armrest. And then he's like an octopus. None of this makes sense. They are lying. I know it. And so do you. Christine Blasey Ford. Is she the one who kind of got some of this nonsense started or solidified? You just come forward with some hazy thing and no evidence whatsoever oh and look at all the help from all the best democrat operatives and lawyers in town that's what's going on here i know it i'll be right back thank you very much i'll see you tomorrow